Ugh. Stretch. <laughs> Don't want to pull something during the podcast. We're sitting and talking and we got to stretch ahead of time so we don't pull anything. I'm old. <laughs> well, the, the, the podcast is week to week. Dwayne's got a pulled groin. Hopefully his own. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Don Lemon. No, sorry. Was that too much? Okay. Whoa. No. <laughs> <clears throat> when are you going to hit the recording button, by the way? <laughs> All those levels. Levels, levels. Uh, did you see the uh, Atlanta Braves got in trouble from uh, Major League Baseball? You mean for ripping off Native Americans? Finally. No, oh, no, that? No, 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 no. MLB's still completely good with that. Okay, so they must have enforced some unwritten rules that only they seem to know about. Nope, nope, and nope. They're still good with that as well. Huh. Okay. I give. Now what? Well, they got in trouble for their big hat home run celebration. The, sorry, what? So this year to celebrate a home run, the person who hit the home run puts on a giant baseball hat and then walks through the dugout and and everybody gives them a high five. And and when I say giant baseball hat, here's a picture. Oh, I've seen these. Yes, they, yes, I've seen these. I mean, it's no micro MLB, but yes. Yeah, I, okay. So why are they in trouble for this? Oh, the official hat supplier of Major League Baseball, New Era, complained. You know, because they weren't getting their, you know, their cut of the profits. You know, by by the looks of it, I'm not sure if they're mad that they aren't the official supplier of the big stupid baseball hat, or if perhaps they're concerned that people think they are. It looks about as good as anything they've designed in the last 18 months. (laughs) That's not wrong. Toddlers, welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option and big hats aren't. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. By the way, I, I need to be really clear. There's an entirely different fashion trend where people are wearing big dumb hats that have like these huge brims. That's a thing. This isn't that. This is a big stupid hat that's like a baseball hat, but like five times its size. So it's a different big hat, stupid fashion trend, not the big dumb one. There's multiple going on right now. Don't confuse them. Yeah, that would be embarrassing for you. Oh, no kidding. If if you embarrass the big hat fashion anyway. You know, this is why we don't cover fashion on this show. Rarely. Well, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, how are you doing? (laughs) Hey, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing the Bears pound the crap out of Jordan Love. I don't know. (laughs) Rogers got traded today. 
Can we talk about that? Let's talk about that. No, I don't. No, I don't want, no, no, no. I saw his press conference. No, I didn't see his press. I saw you sent me stuff from his press conference. Yeah. And I said, this is a person I never need to hear from again. Because apparently in his house, he doesn't get cell phone coverage, but he does get FaceTime. Calls over Wi-Fi. Do, anyway, whatever. Nope, nope. Not going to go there. Anyway, it's not Todd's, <laughs> it's not Todd's tech corner. Not yet. Speaking of which, let's uh, let's just jump back into feedback, follow up and updates. What do we got? From toddler number one. Yes. She's listening. When did this become the annual meeting? And then later, I sent you, you sent him a receipt. You placed your Ragbri order. We're talking about a savings account. And then the, and then when we got to idiots, your idiots was financial. <laughs> Amy, fuck. Let me just drop a cuckoo in there so that I can go back and clean that up later. Uh Uh-huh. All right. You know what? I mean, I've, I've been digging for more idiots out of this week in accounting, but I mean, if that's a bad idea, I mean, I can, I can move on to some stuff. Uh, You know, we were, we were supposed to do another talking to Todd after dark tonight, but uh, that too has been next. Got that note. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. So yeah, I think that was all I had. Yeah, okay. that's pretty much all I had. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lisa. Uh, nope. I don't think we don't don't uh, don't have anything from here. No, I, I didn't get anything direct this week. So mm, yes, it's good. I'm, I must not have slighted Broadway shows. Although, although I did, by the way, as a follow up to her follow-up from last week where she asked you to recommend to me that we, that I need to watch the night agent. Yes. So then while we were sitting on the couch, I said, so I'm assuming you're watching, you've watched it or are what, I don't know if it's releasing now or has anyway. I'm like, so I'm assuming I need to watch it because you've already watched it. And she said, Oh no, I haven't watched it yet. I just want to. And I said, you know, you, when I say, is there anything you want to watch? You could say, we should watch The Night Agent. As opposed to sending Dwayne an email. <laughs> sending Dwayne an email to be read on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but if it comes from Dwayne, there's a little more gravitas. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait do you get to this? To, to, wait do you get to what we're watching this week? I've, <laughs> I've got another recommendation for you. So, All right. There you go. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, this could be follow up, but it was feedback from Greg. He called me because he was listening and driving, and he didn't want to text, so he just called Smart. me yes. to provide straight feedback. The baseball game that we covered, where the guy got injured, and there was a f- fight in quotes. Yes, a relief pitcher for the White Sox injured himself trying to get out of the dugout so that he could fake run onto the field and fake feign outrage. No, just feign outrage. You don't fake feign outrage. You either fake outrage or you feign outrage. Anyway, he injured himself trying to man up (laughs) and then went on the DL because 
because he was busy trying to slow run and not get it. Whatever. Anyway, more fallout. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Chuck Weathers has gone on the 15 day IL. Uh, let's see. It, according to this, fake machismo is the reason. <laughs> he he grammaticated himself. <laughs> but kind of. I mean, he didn't get injured during a celebration. No, but no, it was it was a near. I don't know. Anyway. By the way, speaking of the, you know, he was trying to, you know, man up. I was today over lunch hour. I got to watch a little bit of Man City and Arsenal, the top two teams, top two teams in the Premier League. This is this has a huge implications. At one point, one of the Arsenal players came running up to one of the City players and the Arsenal player ran like he was going to he's going to do that thing where he like runs into him and like gives him a good bump to kind of let him know that he's there and he hit the city player and the city player didn't move and then he got kind of jostled because he brought the heat and then he wasn't ready for it and then <laughs> and then he fell to the ground clutching his face oh <laughs> and the announcer says this guy's really got a man up if you want to play that way, you at least need to be strong enough to not hurt yourself when you're trying to intimidate the other player. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's yep. Yep. You know what? You don't get that kind of analysis from it just anywhere. So I first time I've ever heard anybody broadcasting English football saying that guy's got a man up. That's how bad it was. This is football. <laughs> this is soccer. And, and he actually got called out on it. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Also from the high family, Sherry texted me that there is a single sense of humor between Greg, Todd, and Dwayne. It's just one. All three of you share it. There's just one. Yes. And sometimes when we record, Greg has full custody and there is no humor between you and me. <laughs> that means... We say something, Greg laughs, and Sherry looks at him and goes, I don't, that's not funny. And Greg's like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. 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 Ah, you had to be there. So I said I mean, to the man, I said, look. Look, if you knew Mr. Broman, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, also, Sherry had not yet registered for Ragbri. Oh, okay. So she thanks us for reminding her to get that done. Yeah, there we go. Public service. You're welcome. We've been saying it for three years. We're an educational podcast. And that's all I, I caught. Did you catch anything else? Nope. I think that's it. No, no corrections. How about follow-up? Um, just a note. Last week, we talked about uh, that I'd uh, brought back uh, COVID from, uh, from my trip uh, as part of my travels and then uh, had, a, had a half marathon to run with my sisters on Saturday. Uh, just want to point out that uh, that all three of us completed the half marathon. Um, I survived a COVID half. Well, technically, according to my watch, and then due to an e uh, from an email today, not exactly a half. Oh, you know how we say it's really hard to measure. <laughs> how tough is this? I come on, people. So when I crossed when I crossed the finish line with my sister Melissa, my watch told me that I had made it twelve point eight miles. Which is a long ways. Yeah. It is not 13.1, however. And I thought, well, maybe the watch was off or something. Nope. Today, uh, in the email, 
our sincerest apologies. You may have noticed that the course wasn't as long as we stated. We will work to do better next year. Anyway. Anyway, you know what? The the big honking metal says half. Actually, the big honking metal says 13.1. So that's all that matters. Yes. So there's that. What else? Any other follow-up? We've talked about crypto a lot on this podcast. More than we want and not as much as we should, given how stupid it is. On John Oliver this week, this isn't under what we're watching. I put it under I put it under follow-up because he did his second segment. Thanks, Eli. On crypto. Yes. And three different phases of crypto and how they have failed. One that is a currency itself, one that is a bank, and one that is a trading platform like FTX. Yes. And we've covered kind of each of these things. <laughs> he does it in depth and funnier than we are, but he also has a staff and you know time. And money. And yes, and money. Anyway, yes. we've covered it. If you want a little bit more information, either watch his episode from this week or go back into the way, way back machine from, I don't know, four or five years ago and, and go see the first thing that he did on cryptocurrency, which again, for the record is illusion. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did he happen to be timely enough to cover why Taylor Swift isn't being sued as part of the FTX lawsuits? No, he spent a lot of time on FTX, but okay, what? Okay, what? So FTX had a whole bunch of celebrity endorsers, including Tom Brady, Giselle, Shaq. Curry. Yep. Larry David? Yeah. Anyway... There are some class action lawsuits against all of those celebrity endorsers basically saying, you guys said to put our money here and this thing was kind of a scam and now we're going to sue you for endorsing them. By the way, it took six months to serve Shaq. Um, The lawyers were complaining to the court that Shaq was um, ducking service and hiding and for a for a seven three three hundred and fifty four hundred pound man who's on TV multiple times a week, apparently he managed to to skip being served for over six months. Anyway, the lawyers who is suing all of these celebrities endorsers came out and said, "There's one celebrity that they're not suing because she was asked to and was offered." a whole lot of money. Like I thought I heard like a hundred million dollars to become a celebrity endorser. And that was Taylor Swift. And you're thinking, Hmm, I didn't see any Taylor Swift FTX ads. Oh, and and are they suing her? Nope. They're not because she didn't do them because according to the lawyer, apparently when they were talking with Taylor Swift and said, here's a whole bunch of money, she asked one question and she specifically asked the company, And supposedly Taylor asked this question, are you guys selling unregistered securities? And they went, uh, uh, and she went, yeah, I'm not, I'm not endorsing that because that'd be illegal. (laughs) 
So what I'm saying is, Taylor Swift knows more about <laughs> securities law than the people who ran FTX into the ground. How? I, <laughs> I also want to know, how has Jim Cramer never been sued? Oh, yeah, because he's actually explained how he's manipulated the stock market for his own benefit. I mean, he did, he did, he got on his TV show. He basically said, here's what you do. He goes, I've done it. You call, you need to make your number. You call a person that you know at the Wall Street Journal and you give them a tip that you know is fake. And then they run the story. And then as soon as they run the story, then the stock moves up or down based on the tip you gave them. And then you either buy or sell to make your numbers. And then eventually it all settles back down again. He's like, yeah, that's how you that's how you manipulate the market. Everybody does it. Everybody knows it goes on. It's very easy to do that. There's clips on YouTube of that. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. Is gambling better regulated than the securities market? Anyway. Clearly. You know, you know what we need to do is we need to get T Swift on this. No kidding. I mean, in between her four-hour concerts, if she could just go into the SEC and basically explain some stuff to them. <laughs> if the Swifties would stand outside and protest the SEC for as long as they've stood in line to get Era's merch, mm. we'd be in business. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, that was a Taylor Swift hole. for Treasury Secretary. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, that might be the title, so it's going to have to stay, but we should move on. <laughs> Jesus. Do we have any hot damn updates this week? No. Okay. The Taylor Center for Technology Policy brings us weekly Todd's Tech Corner. I've got an item here. Okay. Actually, courtesy of toddler number one, we went out to dinner tonight. She went to the bathroom. She, I guess, washed her hands afterwards because she comes back to the table and says, how does the wash my hands timer work on the Apple Watch? How does it know? So I'm assuming she washed her hands. This wasn't just a random question. <laughs> which I appreciate, but she's like, when I'm just rubbing my hands together normally, it doesn't go off. How, how does it, how does it know? Is it always listening to what I'm doing? Is it tracking my move? I, I, this would be a good question for Todd's tech corner. So Todd in 50 words or less, how does the Apple watch know when to start prompting you when you're washing your hands to count down? Magic. Thanks. No, actually, <laughs> <clears throat> I believe Apple says that they use a combination of the accelerometers to know when your hand is moving in a hand washing motion. And they also use the onboard microphone to listen for the sound of water. So simply being near water and not not wash, not making the hand washing movement will not start the countdown timer and washing, doing the hand washing movement in the absence of the noise of water will also not start it. So it has to be both. 
I mean, given Apple's privacy stance, my assumption would be once it, I the way I would design it and the way that I would assume that they would design it, I don't know this for sure, would be once the accelerometers think that you're making a hand-washing motion, then you turn on the microphone to see if there is water associated with it. That's how I would assume that it is done. So yes, it's both. It's they're using all the sensors that and the secret camera that's in it. that keeps an eye on you at all times, but we're not supposed to talk about that. (laughs) We're not supposed to. Oh no, man. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Tim. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. Listen, don't take my stuff away. I need my stuff, please. I I need to be able to give you more money. I, I need it to work. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> the watch just said it's okay oh oh i'm on a list i'm in so much trouble <laughs> oh we better get out of tech corner <laughs> oh this is the point in the show where we typically do uh Dwayne guess a number or todd ought to know last week we skipped Dwayne guess a number. You're welcome. Mostly because I forgot, but we'll say you're welcome. But this week, I also forgot to prepare a Todd ought to know. Oh, so what are we going to do? I don't know. You know what? How about we do this? It's okay. a you ought to know week. But why don't I see if there's something that you ought to know? So Dwayne ought to know? Dwayne ought to know. Dwayne ought to know that ain't the right song. (laughs) No, no, not that one either. All right. Welcome to America's new favorite game. So, sure, hit me. <clears throat> the Masters crowned a new champion earlier this month with John Rahm, and he has now gone on and do interviews. And part of part of the interviews is here are things that John Rahm did not know, and I'm going to see if he knows them now, and I'm going to see if you know any of these, John had to be informed of the rules of the green jacket. When you win the Masters, you are given your green jacket. Yes. I don't have a complete listing of the rules because apparently it's like Fight Club. You can't talk about all the rules. But Dwayne, how many of the rules of the green jacket do you know? He gets to keep it for a year. Yes. And then he has to return it to the club after that, past Masters winners only get to wear it that week at the club. Yes. That's one. Or two. If Yeah, I guess that would be two. If you've won multiple times, you do get to have multiple jackets. Okay. You can always tell Fuzzy Zeller's green jacket because it's got barbecue sauce on the sleeve. Is that <laughs> one of them? I don't believe so. That that oh. he did not cover that one. Oh, I, I don't, okay. No, actually, actually, I 
I have something around that one, actually. Not not fuzzies, but returning it with barbecue sauce on the jacket. I I don't know. I might I might if you read them to me, go, oh yeah, I guess I knew that. Those are the ones that that just that I know off the top of my head. Okay. So here are things that you ought to know. I mean, you're a big golfer. You got a shot at winning this thing some point. So just in case. (laughs) Sure. Just in case. Okay. You can't wear gym shorts while wearing the jacket. At a minimum, you have to wear golf attire. This is when you are off property for that year that you get to wear the jacket off property. There is an a, there is a dress code around the jacket. Oh, minimum golf attire. Do not ever think about wearing it with jeans or shorts. Okay? So, sounds like there's been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we have rules and they're very long. <laughs> they were much shorter earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Fuzzy Zeller. Yes. <laughs> this one I love. The jacket cannot make a public appearance without the club being informed prior to setting appearance. You can't just throw it on to run down to the local Hardee's? No, they don't like being surprised, so they have to approve Anytime you wear the jacket in public for the year outside of that. Oh, okay. Okay. Pulling up the other list. There are multiple lists here. Uh, By the way, he had to actually officially sign documents. Like checking it it out? Yes. Before they (laughs) handed it to him, he had to sign official documents about all of the rules. Hmm. Also, he cannot be photographed wearing the jacket, having alcohol in his hand. Oh, okay. Okay. However, to your point about the uh, barbecue sauce, you do not have to have it dry cleaned before returning it to the club. They have people there who will take care of that for you. And, And send you a very nice bill, I'm sure, when they're done. But yes. Yes, yes. It's nothing but the finest. You just start rubbing those azaleas on it until the sauce comes out. Anyway. Anyway, there are, this seems to be just the beginning of the rules. But you being an avid golfer, I assumed you knew what most of the rules were. So anyway, in case you should happen to win the Masters, you at least now have a head start on the rules that you ought to know around the green jacket, which I mean, it's like, I got a green jacket. Yeah. I'm going to just say this based off of those rules and seeing, Oh, I have to get approval and I can't have alcohol and I can't do this. And then I take a look at what happens when, when they hand out the Stanley cup. (laughs) Oh, night and day. And that thing's doing cannonballs into pools filled with beer. (laughs) And there's a guy at the at the Hockey Hall of Fame whose only job it is to remove the dents out of the Stanley Cup. I kind of know which one. Like, I can't. Here's the rules. Uh, let's bring it back before next year. In hopefully most of in, the pieces. <laughs> yeah, hopefully in one piece, but not a requirement. 
yeah, no, no, you're hockey players. We don't really, we don't even expect that. So anyway, there you go. If, if I dig up any more of the rules, I will let you know. Nice. How about, how about uh, the, how about the Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week? We got stuff there? I brought oh, my yeah. standard three. Oh, okay. All right. What, hit me with that. They are, and they are all listener submissions. I I will not. Wait, are you are you outsourcing your work now <laughs> for the podcast? <laughs> yes, I am. But I will not identify the submitters. Their like their names have been changed to protect the innocent. I guess. Okay. Though okay. anybody that sent this is not innocent. No. Just no, going to put I'm, that out there. Yeah. Story number one, American Fugitive. Story number two, Boozy Golf. I've already had one golf story, but okay. Boozy Golf. Story number three, Bobcat Rescue. I think we're going to go with number three, Bob. Cat Rescue. (laughs) Portage County, Wisconsin. Hello. A bobcat trapped in a Toyota has quite a tail after being rescued. Yes. Was this from the high school paper? After being. So the the next time you find a bobcat in your car, (laughs) that's how every story in school newspapers end. Anyway, sorry, please continue. Webster's Dictionary defines bobcat. (laughs) Have you ever seen a bobcat walking down the hall and wonder what he does during his off hours? A bobcat trapped in a Toyota has quite a tail after being rescued in Wisconsin. Sheriff's off, Sheriff Mike Lucas of, Port- of the Portage County Sheriff's Office in central Wisconsin said two deputies were dispatched to quite the scene when a caller reported help saying, I have a bobcat in my car. Okay. Paragraph one, bobcat trapped in a Toyota. I have a bobcat in my car. Okay. When the deputies arrived, the bobcat was trapped in the grill on the front of the car. Oh, so not like inside the car, like like in the grill of the car. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I recognize that everything's clickbait nowadays, and you want to get people to don't don't say the bobcat is in the car if they weren't in the car. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were in the car. They were just in a different part of the car. <laughs> the the catalytic converter. Oh my god! What the you're you're get, you're talking smack to the to the person that wrote this? Yeah. Just anyway, uh, the the bobcat. Has, I find this I find this highly unplausible. And people are yelling at the Lisa's yelling, just get through this. Just get through it. Shut up and get through it. Yeah, but what fur? Oh, man. Anyway, the short version is the bobcat was retrieved, eventually unharmed, and released back into the wild. Congratulations. But the writers of this story are my idiot of the week. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call one like point of clarification. Yes. The bobcat went through the grill and was stuck in 
the front of the car. It was removed and then, quote, released unharmed. What? (laughs) Mentally scarred, but physically unharmed. Did they ask the bobcat? (laughs) Yeah, he sat down. When your head went through the radiator, did that hurt? (laughs) I don't know why Amy thinks we shouldn't do this at night. What did you bring? All right. Hopefully something better than that. Couldn't be worse. Hold my beer. So the, the city of Chicago has decided to go all in and support a major sporting event. No, not a new stadium for your bears. No, no, no. You're not getting money for that. I don't know if you've heard NASCAR is coming to Chicago. And when I say to Chicago, not to the Chicagoland Speedway, it is coming to downtown Chicago. They are going to race on the streets in Chicago this summer. Like NASCAR Grand Prix? Well, both sides of, yes, but both sides of that statement would be offended that you combined them with the other. (laughs) Sure. So this is going to take place July 1st and 2nd, right through the streets of Chicago. I think, you know, around the park and, and everything else. So they're going to grant park. I believe so. Yes. July 1st and 2nd. Yes. Isn't that when they do taste of Chicago? It's when they did do taste of Chicago because in order to get NASCAR, they have now moved taste of Chicago to the like September 7th and 8th. But that's when they do the air show. I I, I don't, I don't know if they move that or not either. Anyway. Yes. So this is going to be pissed. Yes. People are very, very pissed. They've moved Taste of Chicago. They're going to shut downtown, town, downtown Chicago for a street race for NASCAR. However, the good news is, and this is the part that makes it all worth it, is the city of Chicago is making bank from NASCAR for this. For the first year, it's a three-year contract signed by the previous uh, administration. Although the current administration says we've got a contract and we're going to, we're going to honor it, which always tells you that's, that's not a, that's right up there with our, that coach has our, has our complete and total support. Call the realtor. <clears throat> the, but here's the problem. The one thing you do not want when driving a NASCAR race car. Yes. Is a light foot. Jesus. <sighs> A reference for people who don't follow, the previous mayor of Chicago was named Lightfoot. She was voted out of office. But Dwayne's pretty proud of himself on that one. <laughs> he's he's actually really proud of himself. <clears throat> anyway, for this for the disruption of downtown, closing streets, moving Taste of Chicago months out, screwing right before July 4th, making the whole big thing, NASCAR had to pay a license fee to the city of Chicago for all of this. In the first year, the city of Chicago is getting a check from NASCAR for $500,000. <laughs> I 
She's a fantastic negotiator. <laughs> Why in the world aren't the bears staying at Soldier Field? <laughs> oh, by the way, the city will also earn $2. Thanks, Eli. Per ticket sold. They get a percentage of the net commissions on concessions. Well, and souvenir sales. Net, yeah. Net. We lost money. Oh, and NASCAR must put up a $50,000 security deposit for any damages to Grant Park. Anyway, yeah. They did negotiate, though. So it's a half million dollars for this year. Next year, that goes up to $550,000. And in 2025, this is when it really comes in. $605,000 to shut the city down. It's the extra $5,000. Somebody held out for that. Look, I can't Clearly. go any lower. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back to the, my manager and tell him I got something from you. So anyway, there you go. If you too want to shut down the city of Chicago, apparently you can close the streets, move an amazing, massive, popular festival, and all you got to do is kick in about a half a half a million, and Chicago will go, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, we can do that, yeah. no problem. Anyway, way to negotiate. Way to go, Chicago. God. At this point, I'm starting to think that ToddCon 3 could be on the streets of Chicago next year. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not nearly as much as you would think. <laughs> speaking, speaking of things in Chicago, we went to Peoria, Illinois, last weekend. Hello. Oh, sorry. I already did oh, that. Never mind. Yeah, we already, we already did that. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Um, so these are... Um, visual jokes on an audio medium things that i saw oh and the feedback for next episode's already rolling in oh no go Look ahead at that. <laughs> so this was on campus oh yeah that's a delivery robot yeah it's a it's one of the senior projects on campus and they use it to deliver food so it was rolling around the quad while we were there and Lucas and Tom went, Oh, huh. There's usually a grad student following that thing around. Wonder what's going on. Cause it was off by itself, just kind of <laughs> wandering. And then it went off the sidewalk and they all went, Oh boy. See, as soon as as soon as you told me, I mean, it's it's got cabin one for some food, and then it's got a bigger cabin two. As soon as the as soon as you said, "Oh, this is a senior project," my first thought was, "Guys, how many times do we have to tell you stop putting the freshman in the food delivery robot? I can't <laughs> stop it." <laughs> but he wanted to go to the dorm. I don't care that he wanted to go to the dorm. You're not allowed to do this. We've talked about it. And then when we were driving up to the north side of town, hey, this could go under follow up. Long John Silvers. Hey. I didn't know Peoria had a NASCAR team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a picture. And he's like, what are you doing? Oh, you haven't listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> and then eventually, oh, that's when uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say. Oh, you haven't listened to the podcast yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she listens to it. Yeah, still not funny. Yeah, no, no but but at least it explains the behavior. But, yeah. yeah, now I get it, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, were you tempted at all to go through the... Uh, oh, by the way, it looks like it's a Long John Silver slash Taco Bell. Because 
those two things go together. Anyway, or no, I see this. I see the, that's the sign. And anyway, were, were you at all like, I just need to make a quick detour and go through the drive through of Long John Silver's and order a half round of cod? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> and then let's see. I don't think I have a. Oh, yeah, here. I do. One of the projects, and I don't know if you can zoom in on that. One of the projects that Lucas was part of building was a Mars rover simulator. Hmm. So I don't know if you can see she's got two joysticks there. Yeah. And so Lucas did the programming for driving. Yes. So you can drive, you can, and when you hit the trigger, you can use the claw to grab rocks and plants and other things that they designed he also he also did the programming so that it could hover so it's got a little r2d2 function sweet yeah so it can fly on like a real mars rover but yeah it was it's pretty cool if he really wanted to be like like a smart ass what he needed to do was he programmed the whole thing and then you sit down and you start pushing the joysticks and then nothing happens. And they're like, you didn't do it. And he says, give it a couple minutes. And 15 minutes after you push the joystick forward, it starts rolling forward and they go, what the hell? And you're like, you're driving a Rover on Mars. It takes eight minutes for uh, it takes seven and a half minutes for information to go from the surface of Mars back to the Earth, so you can see the camera, and then seven and a half minutes for your command to go to it. So you're actually seven and a half minutes behind. So every command you make won't be there, and the, the rover won't do anything for seven and a half minutes after you did it, and you just wrecked the rover because you didn't know that space. <clears throat> He's definitely got to listen to this clip. Oh, followed by, and I'll take the delay code out. Yes. <laughs> so I can pass. <laughs> it's like two lines with a bracket and an exclamation. It's bracket science stuff. Close bracket. <laughs> delay equals 7.5 minutes. <laughs> slash and science stuff. <laughs> Oh, uh, you watch anything good? We we uh, we watched the so last night we were catching up on Schmigadoon so that we'd be ready for tonight, and then we finished those two episodes, and then uh, looked and went, "Hey, I thought we were caught up to Ted Lasso," and and then went, "Wait, this is the new one. It says it's going to drop tomorrow, but it's available now." And I felt like we were like giddy, like "Haha, we're sticking to the man," and so we watched an hour episode of Ted Lasso. And all I have to say is, uh, damn, this show's good. Like this, this show is so good. Even when you know it's good and your expectations are high, then they exceed that. And you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that. There were, there were absolutely three or four laugh out loud moments (laughs) in this episode. A number of them involving Roy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you made me do that. 
I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, next time we're going to tie the strings. <laughs> that was a one-off. Really? <laughs> really? <sighs> this, t- folks, top five episode for the entire series. Absolutely one of the top five episodes last night um, or tonight or this week, whenever you're listening to this in an area near you. It, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we watched that. How about also. you? Yeah. I was going to say, so that's yeah. what we're watching. What else? What, yep. are, what are you we watching? Watched that. We watched a new show that dropped on Netflix here in the last week called The Diplomat. Okay. This is Carrie Russell. Okay. And Rufus Sewell. All right. And some other people. This comparison came from Pop Culture Happy Hour, but I'm going to repeat it because it's so good. If you watch it and you think, I'd like the international drama of Homeland crossed with the pedantic paper pushing, basically, of the West Wing. That's what you're going to get because the showrunner here worked on both of those two shows. (laughs) Okay. What you just described to me was, what if, just saying, what if we focused on people who processed visas? Uh Uh-huh. We never see outside the office. We hear about all the amazing things in the espionage and all of that. But all that ever happens is somebody walks in and goes, I need five more days. The job isn't done. And the person goes, okay, stamps it, hands it back and walks out. And you have no idea what the job is. Literally comes in with a knife with blood on it. Goes, I need five more days. The job's not done. Okay. (laughs) Okay, sure. Why not? Moving on. Carrie Russell becomes the ambassador to the UK. Her husband was also an ambassador. So there's some confusion when people, there's regular confusion in the show. And I'm not giving anything away here. When someone refers to the ambassador and then they mean the other one. Mm, Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not her. No, No, yes, not him. Him, no, 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 no. The other one. Okay. So so there's there's some West Wing humor kind of like that, mm, right? Okay. There's a lot of walking and talking. It's good. And the way it ends, you know there's going to be multiple seasons and I'm ready for it. It's very bingeable. It's only 8 episodes. If you liked Homeland or The West Wing or anything kind of in that sphere, but there is there's some there is actually some espionage, but it's more about the inner workings of being an ambassador during a crisis. Hmm. So, anywho. Yeah, on Netflix, The Diplomat. I recommend that, too. Well, there you go. Oh, hey, how about that? Did you learn anything this week? Yeah, so last week, I think the day after we recorded, Lisa and I still weren't feeling very well. And we're like, look, I don't, she didn't want to cook. It was just, we were both like, you know what? One more day of DoorDash, then we'll be fine. 
and it was like, what do you want? I'm like, you know what? You know, it sounds really, really good. Like, 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 let's get some Indian. Like that'll help clean out the, the like, you know what? You know, that does sound really good. Oh man. Excellent. So we ordered Indian. Indian arrived. Some, some Indian. <laughs> so it's better than ordering an Indian. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the brace. So, so we get, we get, we get the, we get the chicken tikka masala. We get the aligobi. Yeah. We got the naan. Like everything's ready to go. And Lisa's dishing out the, she's dishing out the chicken tikka masala. She's like, look at this. Okay. She pulls out a, a chunk of chicken and says, do you ever remember the chicken being like this cubed? Like normally it's like, you know, pieces of chicken. Like this is a perfect cube of chicken. Well, that's weird. Huh? Well, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so then we started, uh, we started eating it and, and went, well, it doesn't really taste like chicken. It doesn't really taste like anything. I mean, it's squeaking against my teeth. Did we get tofu tikka masala? <laughs> yep. 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 That's what we got. We got, we got tofu tikka masala. And we went and looked on their menu. They don't, they, Here's the scary thing. They don't have tofu on their menu. <laughs> but there was tofu in our dish. On the other hand. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Tofu tikka masala. Yeah. Wasn't great. And we didn't get all of it. Like, I was like, oh, you know, what? I'll eat this. And then Lisa's like, you know what? There's like half of it left. Will you have it for lunch the next couple of days? I'm like, sure. And the next couple of days came and this is what happened. You know, we got the Indian. You mean the tofu? Yeah. Nah. Nope. Nope. So anyway, the thing I I feel really bad about, though, is if we got the tofu tikka masala <laughs> that we could eat, we just didn't want to. Somebody who was expecting tofu tikka masala probably got a chicken tikka masala, and Ooh. their night was probably worse than ours. <laughs> anyway. What did I learn? I do not like tofu tikka masala or just tofu in general. I, Lisa's comment was, I made it to this age without ever having tofu. And I could have added to that streak happily. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. If you like tofu, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. That's just, that wasn't. Ew. How about you? What'd you, uh, what'd you learn this week? Uh, I've been told I'm not supposed to talk about my training regimen on the podcast. Okay. But since we don't have any rules, I mean, I mean, regimen, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Once a week I get on the bike, whether I need to or not. Huh. This week I rode out to the chicken and back, which is 11.2 miles. Okay. So I'm, I'm building, right? I'm trying, I'm building up to get to be able to, Amy's like, you're not doing this fast enough. <laughs> like, I've got a process here. I still got time. I'm good. It's only mid-April. We're not doing this till the end of July. I'm, I'm, I'm still okay. There's a really big hill on my way back. And when I only went, the hill is in the same distance from my house always right so 
Because the hill doesn't move. Yeah. And the house okay. doesn't move. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't think I don't think anybody was thinking, I wonder if the hill moves when Dwayne's riding. No, okay. But thanks for clearing that up. There are di- there are different ways to get to my house. But if mm. I go straight out and then turn around and come straight back, as yeah. I have done on these on these legs. Okay. You're saying you're you you what you're saying is you're following the same route on these. Yes. That's okay. Yes. But I'm reaching the bottom of that hill at a different point in my ride. Because when I'm reaching it, when I was reaching it before, I was getting there at about five miles in. This week I got there when I was about nine miles in. So you're not riding the same route. (laughs) No, I am. I'm going further out. Oh, okay. Oh, further and out and then I'm going and then, further okay. out oh, and then coming okay. back. That hill, what I learned, that hill is easier when you're only five miles into your <laughs> ride than when you're nine miles into your ride. <laughs> every time, every time it's like that. I may need to find a new route. <laughs> hey, hey, Ragbright, the, the two days we're riding. It's totally flat, right? Have you paid already? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, it's it's flat. Whatever. Nine miles, five miles. Flat, not flat. We got your money. So <laughs> stay up with that regiment. <laughs> that music is happy boy it's by kevin mcleod you can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar todd prince wherever you get your pods just remember to search talking and the number two no g no space you can check out our award-winning merch on zazzle hopefully we'll have something new coming to you soon you can stop by and see us at the tuba city home office please don't do that thanks to our listeners and our sponsors toddler 3187 the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and as always, DJ to go Cedar Valley. You can send us your feedback if you'd like to. We love your feedback. Send it to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. I always dread this point in the show. Todd? This from real-time follow-up, so I don't have to correct this next uh, next episode. This from mars.nasa.gov. I was wrong about the 15-minute delay and the seven-and-a-half-minute delay between the... No, it is... The delay is approximately 20 minutes on average from the Earth to Mars. And this statement, unlike a remote-controlled car, the drivers of the rovers on Mars cannot instantly see what is happening to a rover at any given moment, and they cannot send quick commands to prevent the rover from running into a rock or falling off of a cliff. That sounds like a hell of a game. <laughs> Here comes a cliff. Quick turn. 20 minutes later. Turn up and off the oh. cliff. <laughs> Seriously, if Lucas would program that in, he could probably get credit for both his his game programming and he should also get some sort of physics or astrophysics credit as well for t- for dropping some knowledge on the game designers. <laughs> How come it's not doing anything? Science. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, next week, we are next. Well, I don't know what we're doing next week. 
Next week, Todd's on vacation. Yeah. So there may be something. There may be something. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, Tune in. Or not, if you can't. (laughs) You know, I normally say we're here, but we won't be. But as of right now, we're here. And at some point, we'll be back. We're talking to Todd. You know, for some weird reason, something happens, and that was our last episode, and we never release another episode. That was still a much better sign off than Tucker got. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong.